Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. Just a few reminders, that is to sign up for the Hive Summit starting August 1st, which is next week. Free PD for all educators, just go to hivesummit.org and sign up there. If you're listening to this podcast after the fact, you can still sign up and get all sorts of PD emailed to you sort of throughout the year. Great stuff. You'll get you'll get to see some of the episodes you missed. So still recommend doing that. Today we have a new guest to Well Played, and I am super excited to welcome Mike Washburn to the to the chat. And today we are going to be kind of talking about one of his passions, one of his joys, and that is this topic of like podcasting. So Let's get into it. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. This is a blast. So as you're a first-time guest to Well Played, can you give us kind of at least a brief uh, kind of bio? What's, you know, for those of us yeah. that don't know you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am from Barrie, Ontario, Canada. It's about an hour north of Toronto. Uh, for six years, I was a computer science teacher taught games-based learning, project-based learning, video game design, graphic design, uh, website design, and programming to kids from grade two to eight. Uh, I recently left the classroom and uh, became the head of curriculum and training for a company called Logics Academy. Uh, Logics Academy is a STEM and robotics company. Uh, We are the official kind of resellers or retailers for uh, Dash and Dot and um, make block products in Canada. Uh, so when people buy, you know, robotics, uh, I go out there and teach teachers how to use them effectively in the classroom. Uh, and wait, 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 yeah. wait, what? There are districts that are buying things and training their teachers how to use it at the same time. Not as much as we would like, man. Um, you know, and I say this all that it's funny. I say this all the time that uh, when people don't do PD, everybody looks bad. When when robots sit on shelves collecting dust, it makes it makes the school look bad. It makes the district look bad. It makes the principals look bad, and it makes the company who sells them. Everyone looks bad when robots sit on shelves, especially when we know that they could be such a powerful, engaging, amazing tool for learning. Um, so uh, I do get to travel and and teach teachers how to use them when it's in the budget. Um, we definitely encourage that to happen because uh, you know we want you know you know when they sit on the shelves, you can walk people through the school and say, "Look at all these robots we have." Uh, but, but we definitely need, we definitely need to be able to actually, um, it'd be nicer if we had people walking through a school to show off, you know, all of the things the kids are doing with them. That's, that's probably the more important, valuable, uh, thing to take away. Uh, so you're you're saying, so you're saying that robots in schools make better tools than they do trophies. <laughs> it writes itself, man. That's exactly what it's what I'm saying. Uh, I I go a lot, uh, travel around to a lot of conferences and do sessions on robotics and and how to use uh, Dash and Dot uh, specifically um, or a lot in 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 their classrooms as well. Uh, and then I'm the host of On Education. It's a it's a podcast about uh, teachers teaching and just about everything. Um, we uh, Glenn and I, Glenn Irvin is the co-host with me. Um, we, we talk a lot about games-based learning and gamification cause that's kind of our wheelhouse. Um, but, uh, me being a bit of a policy junkie and, and, and Glenn too, like we we, we don't shy away from anything. Uh, I think that one of the things that, um, 
we agreed on early on was to not be afraid to talk about just about anything um, because uh, there are lots of important conversations that need to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's something that, you know, shouldn't be talked about. So we've talked about gender equity. We've talked about diversity. We've talked about, um, you know, self-segregation, you know, at one point. We talked about funding policy. We've talked about a lot of interesting things uh, because, you know, we think it's all important, um, including, you know, talking about robots and iPads and the fun stuff, too. So I got to say, for anybody that hasn't subscribed yet, check this podcast out. I mean, On Education is like top notch in terms of quality of production as well as like content and topic. Uh, and the two hosts are fabulous guys so just check you know definitely check it out it's it's worth it the price is right for you all i guarantee you it's the same yes. cost as this podcast so yes. you seem to like this podcast so definitely check out theirs yeah please thank you very much no problem so you know part part of what we wanted to sort of talk about today is you know this the, we can talk about some nuts and bolts and that's fine but this is probably not the perfect space for that but one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, what drives you to want to to do this? Doing doing any kind of share out, whether it's a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, any of it takes an incredible amount of time and, and in this case some technical savvy that I'm sure you had to get up to speed at before you did this stuff. You know? So what what's the reason? Like what like why do you want to do it? What drives you? I love the stories. Um, both the good and the bad stories, I, I think they're both equally important. Uh, I love talking to amazing educators about the amazing things they're doing in their classrooms or wherever they are and whatever they're, they're doing. Um, and everyone comes from a different place and a different background and a different upbringing and a different perspective and, and hearing all of those um, is really special to me. Um, you know, we have, you know, folks from all over the place and, and, you know, when you can bring people together on a podcast and go through kind of a list and listen to, you know, a bunch of episodes, you'll, you'll hear the diversity in the, and the, um, the differing of opinions and the differing of styles. Um, and, and I think that if you were to listen to on education kind of from start to finish, for example, the, the 70 or so episodes that we've done, what you would, what you would get is a pretty well-rounded idea of education, education in North America. You would, you would hear a lot of different voices, a lot of things that would get you riled up that would get you angry even, but then you'd hear things that would get you happy and excited and uh, ideas that you could take to your classroom and, and literally use on the Monday if you were listening on Sunday morning while you're drinking your coffee. Um, but, you know, and, and we get feedback like that all the time, which is absolutely fantastic. And then, um, you, you know, and then we have this chat. We have a, a, a Twitter chat on Thursdays uh, and you get people who come in and, and say, you know, you know, they're learning things from each other. We're building up sort of a community as well. Um, so I love I love the stories. I love hearing the diversity of opinions and ideas and 
um, the reflection of people um, and and the the sense of their community and where they come from. And I think when you take again, when you take all of those parts and put it into a a whole, uh, you do have a really good idea of education in in North America. And and it you know in general it's it's a positive one. I I I'm. I'm really excited about the things that people are doing out there and, and you and, and all of these people we talk to, it's, it's, man, it's an exciting time. It's really, really fun. And, and so talking to the people who are on the, the leading edge of all of that stuff is, is the best place to be for me. Yeah. (laughs) Breaking down like your response here. I mean, I think it was quite clear that like central for it all is the stories but yeah. then there, then but then there was this like other piece you sort of talked about, and and I think you really enjoy. I mean, this is I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you really enjoy watching, like I shouldn't say watching, showing somebody like a new way to see something, or I should say facilitating because it might not be you, it might be the guests that yeah. you have, but like you've facilitated this other view. And then you're a little social scientist. You like to sort of yeah. watch the ripples happen, whether that's in your Twitter community, whether that's just posts online or future guests that bring up those conversations. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, uh, I'm a. I'm a movable object. To be honest, I have strong opinions about things, but I'm not unconvincible. I I believe in the power of a strong argument, and I'm not afraid to debate people. I'm not afraid of getting heated about something that I believe in, but I'm also, I'm not afraid of the conversations. And so many people are, especially in education, to be honest. I think that there's a perception in education that everything has to be rainbows and sunshines and unicorns and happiness. And, and to be honest, there's just, (laughs) it's not all of that all of the time. It's really not. That's unrealistic. That's a, that's unhealthy. If that's all of our views, right. We need to work on that. We need to be willing to talk about the things that are tough to talk about because, I mean, we we have to have these conversations. And so what I specifically try to do um, is is try to have the conversations. And um, for me, when I'm on the podcast and when I'm on Twitter specifically even – I definitely try not to give my like the 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 full force of my opinion right away because I want to hear what other people are saying and thinking about something. Um, like there was this really interesting conversation actually during ISTE, um, super interesting conversation about gender diversity and gender equity in esports, and it's it's an amazing conversation. We we did a whole podcast episode on it with Steve Isaacs uh, at ISTE. And it was something that needs to be talked about. We need to talk about gender diversity and gender equity in esports and education. We need to do it right now because if we wait five years from now, we're going to be it's going to be too far down the road and it's going to be a mess. Um, but if we can talk about it now, if we can get in ahead of the explosion that's about to happen in esports and education, um, we can set the groundwork for it. Um, I think I think right there for those people listening, you I mean, you just heard like almost a piece, a slice, like a window into their podcast, right? I mean, like that that's the passion <laughs> that they talk about these topics with. 
as well as like the astute like learned self i mean like they really like research some of the things before they have these podcasts so they they really come with an informed piece but as mike points out they're not immovable like yeah these are great dialogues between them and their guests uh and you can even see over like listening to these guys podcasts you can see even growth and change over time like sometimes these topics sort of resurface and come back and you can hear the conversation again and you're like oh that was subtly different than the last time and again it is just clear from that last segment how like how passionate you are about sharing these ideas and and this is just one of many ideas and all of them you you and glenn both speak with that same kind of like fire in the belly and i like it that's funny uh yeah, so, you know, but in that conversation specifically, I I broached a uh, a topic related to kind of having, and I don't believe this. I don't believe that there should be a league, for, an esports league for women, and an esports league for for men in esports. I I think that that's, you know, I don't believe that personally, but I understand the arguments for why, uh, even though I don't agree with them, and I gave voice to those arguments. And, you know, I because I wanted the arguments to be heard so that they could be debated. And then, you know, the idea that we will probably come around to the way that I think the conversation should end up anyways. I didn't I didn't put my inject my opinion of that into it. I just gave voice to the arguments about why, you know, some people are saying there should be two separate leagues. Um, and, so- and so I'm not I'm not adverse to the debate i'm not adverse to to being told i, again, I want got, people i want people to convince me just convince me is all i ever say again like it's just a great like slice of of your yeah. show there so yeah. i i have a kind of interesting question again there's probably countless things out there to talk about the technical aspects of podcasting but my okay. question to you yeah. is if you would give if you were to offer a, a bit of advice and and i'd be happy to chime in on this too that is non-technical in nature. So not talking microphones and, you know, platforms to host and all these other yep. things. Yeah. Somebody's out there thinking like, I, I want to start, it doesn't even have to be podcasting, but they want to start something that's going to clearly take time, take intentionality. You obviously went from like no podcast to doing this. So like, mm-hmm. what's your advice to like help make that get started to like move off that starting line? Like, if, if, you know, like if you were to speak to yourself before you started, like what's your best non-technical advice you'd pass along? I, I tell people a lot when they ask me questions sim- similar to this is that making, making a podcast is easy. Uh, you know, you can download an app and, and record something on your phone and push it out in a matter of minutes, making a podcast it's easy. Making a good podcast is really hard. Uh, it's a lot of it is a lot of work. I we collectively, Glenn and I probably put 20 to 30 hours a week into the podcast. Um, Glenn does the editing. I do most most of everything else. Um, and there's a business side to our podcast as well. Um, so, so there's a lot of aspects to doing this and doing it well. I mean, you're looking at a thousand dollar mic setup and stuff like this, and that all costs money that I just, you know, I'd be sleeping on the couch for months if I took it out of my own pocket and, you know, not bought groceries that week or something like that. So, 
like it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do it well. But you know, one of the the things about educators in general is that you know we're passionate people, and and we uh, you know again going back to those stories, we're passionate about different things, and so everyone has this the a voice. First off, I, I mean most educators aren't shy in terms of you know expressing their their ideas and and sharing what they do and how they do it with people most educators are proud to be educators and and would be happy to tell you why and what they do in the classroom and how they do it um and listen if you're passionate about something and you think that others could um benefit from that passion um i would encourage anyone to share it and encourage anyone to share it in whatever medium works for them. I, I also do some writing, but I, it actually took George Koros kicking me in the butt to actually get me to write. Like, uh, you know, and he said, just start clickety clack, man, just start typing on the keyboard is basically what he said to me. And, and, um, be yourself because what you're doing in yourself is, is kind of cool. So, so just, but just, you got to get your butt, doing it. And so I would encourage people to just, and we talk about this with games-based learning too, just do it. Um, just, you know, if it's talking that you do, start talking into a microphone. And if it's if it's playing guitar or singing, start playing guitar and singing. If it's writing, just start writing. And you don't even necessarily have to share it out um, to start. Just, it's almost like practice. Um, but you know, that, that process of creation I think is what is really important and once you get into that process of creation um, I, I suspect that you're going to develop uh, the desire to share it with people and then um, and then go ahead and do it and if you need help uh, with any part of that whether it's a website or a blog or a podcast or anything just reach out to me even and uh, and I'll, I'll give you a hand with anything I can help with. But uh, I, I think that the, the key is is starting, is just literally putting the hands on the keyboard or opening your mouth and starting to talk. Yeah, I think that the mistake a lot of people make is they they only think in the grand terms. They think in the like the finished product. They like look sure. up to the, to the heroes in that space, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's tough. And what I think we fail to recognize as humans is those great things, those great works got yep. built over time. And it is actually more about persistence than it is the grand gesture. Like, right? Like the great wall didn't just get plopped down. It was built one brick at a time. Right. Yeah, exactly. So like you're saying, not only get started, not only get to that line and do it, but like recognize that it's important to come back and do it again and do it again. And like, you know, and then like the advice you said too, it doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be grand. You might not even have to publish it, uh, but but do it. So I guess my tip would be for anybody that wants to start any of these endeavors is make sure you create space, space in in your calendar, and hold yourself to it. If yeah, you put yeah. if you put in there that like Wednesday's prep period is your blog time, is your you know whatever, whatever your thing is, like hold yourself to it. Don't walk down the hall and like talk to your friend. Don't like grade papers because, oh, I got a lot of papers to grade. Those papers will get graded. 
you know, yeah. trust, trust in the fact that it will all work out and give yourself that time that you've had to like make those things. Yeah. I write in the mornings. Uh, I talk about a little bit about this when I, when I do a, my keynote that I do, I talk about finding the, the perfect time to do the things you're good at. I, I find I have a good time in my day for writing and it's, it's in the morning. So I, I write in the morning and I do Photoshop work or gra any graphic design work. I usually do that at night, sometime between like nine 30 and 10 30 at night or 11 at night. I'm, 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 I'm doing that work. And, uh, so finding a good time for those creative pieces when you recognize that you're you're you are ten you tend to be in that mode is good. And then actually George gave me similar advice to what you said, which is which is picking a time and doing it regularly. So so I I actually um um you know not only do I do that writing in the mornings, but but then I try to publish you know once a week on on Mondays. Uh, a blog post. Um, so, so I, and then I, and then I, because George actually holds me accountable, I have to send it to George, <laughs> which is nice. actually good. I mean, fi but finding a mentor, finding someone to hold you accountable is important. You, you may not do it if you're not held to um, some sort of accountability. It's actually why in the, um, in that, my, in what's your backflip in, in the keynote that I do, um, I actually promise to hold people accountable if they tell me that one thing that they want to do that they've always stopped themselves from doing. Um, at the very end of it, I say I'll, I'll promise if you tweet me with what your backflip is, I'm going to actually follow up with you on that. So some people have said, you know, one of my backflips is to learn how to fly a plane. Um, so like, you know, this was in May when they told me this and just last week. I, I, I create a spreadsheet. It's, I use if this, then that, and it, every tweet using that hashtag gets put into a spreadsheet. So I go through it and track whether I've followed up with people. Um, and you know, so I just last week I asked the person who said, I want to learn to fly a plane. I said, have you went to your local airport and checked on that yet? Because I promised to keep you accountable to your backflip. Uh, I think accountability is something, you know, people go to conferences and learn all of this stuff and they get all, ah, yeah, that's awesome. But then they go home and they don't do anything in a lot of cases. And that's unfortunate. Um, change, change, change is hard, you know, change, I change think, is hard. I think learning is sort of intoxicating. It's fun. It's like, it's yeah. somewhat a learning is like the dream. Like, it's like, oh, like there is this possibility. There is this, but then the like, sit down and like actually work, you know, work at implementing the thing that you're learning. That is a challenge and it's hard to create that space. It's hard to build in the new habits. Like, you know, the, the we all have these habits. Habits are important. Habits actually are what make our lives even manageable. I mean, if you truly had to like think about putting on your shoes and truly like had to think about like tying them, like, you you would be tuckered out by like 10 a.m. Like good, so good so like, teaching. Good teaching is really hard. Good teaching you, is really hard. Like how many hours do you put into like if you were to make like a a, a game into a, a unit or whatever? How many hours do you think you put into building something like that? 30, 50? Yeah, like it's an embarrassing amount of time. Huge like, amounts of time. The. the the thing that I like, uh, this notion 
Dave Burgess writes it in his book, and I loved it. Is teach like a pirate. He he talks about having these lessons you can sell tickets to, and I know that like people have all tweeted about that. We all know that now because he talks about it. But mm. I always took that as like a charge of let's let's be let's we're I'm running a marathon. Like I'm in this for the long haul. I want to teach yeah. for a long, long, long time. So the way I think about it is, I I can't put on myself that every single day needs to be some like ticket selling lesson. That is the ideal, like in, in a mm-hmm. perfect situation, that'd be great. But like, I am human. I have other things that are happening in my life. Now, not to use that as an excuse, I want to use his statement as a like catalyst though. Make the investment because then you have this stellar lesson. And when people make fun of teachers who like reboot the same lesson, they're talking about rebooting worksheets. They're not talking about rebooting some awesome crafted yeah, experience, right? right? Like, go reboot that and like tweak yeah. it, right? Like, you did that yeah. once last year. I bet you're doing it this year. Tweaked is going to even be better. And like the year after that, even a little better. So you are still changing it, but like reboot that idea and like take the time. And I know it's an insane amount, but all of a sudden you have five lessons that are that way in the school year. Then all of a sudden you'll have 10 lessons. Then all of a sudden it's like, wow, like almost every like every two weeks there's this these stellar amazing 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 thing. Yeah. And then a few years later it's wow, every week there's this amazing experience. And then it's like we're getting closer and closer to that ideal. But it comes back to the advice you and I are talking about. You have to begin. Yeah. And part of that part of that beginning is the hard work of like going to the line, creating the space, like Wednesday fifth period or whatever your free period, and then also like following through and like putting pencil to paper, whatever the goal may be, but like doing it. Yes, a hundred percent. You gotta, you gotta start. You gotta start. Uh, so, Mike, I love talking about this passion of yours. Uh, we are close to out of time but what i want i want to get one sort of technical sort of advice from you and that would be if somebody does want to actually start podcasting and i'm going to say they are willing to put in two hundred dollars of their own money uh how would you best allocate that two hundred dollars would it be web hosting would it be microphone would it be like a new shirt like what would it be so great question um, so anchor is anchor is free. So anchor is a website that can publish your podcast for you. Um, you can upload your audio or you can record it right into anchor and you can also edit in anchor. Um, so, so anchor is free for publishing. And so if you, so, so the publishing is one of the harder parts in terms of, well, it used to be one of the harder parts, uh, but this makes it quite easy so so you can use anchor to publish it'll publish to um it'll publish to apple google spotify it'll publish everywhere um so you can get your podcast out pretty easily now um there are a lot of really good recording tools and editing tools um you know for educators um i would tend to lean towards something like soundtrap um you know that's a that's a tool that you can record on you can do remote calling now like what we're doing now uh and you can do there's a video embedded in it so you can see each other while you're talking um and there's editing tools right inside soundtrap so there's no publishing tools within soundtrap but 
there is a pretty robust recording and editing system, and there is a free account for Soundtrap. Um, so, so the recording and the editing, you can probably get away with doing, you know, at least initially for free. So we haven't spent any of our 200 bucks yet, which is pretty cool. Um, and you've gotten, you know, most of the things out of the way. Now you're going to need a mic, obviously. Um, I generally wouldn't suggest using like your webcam mic or, Mm -hmm. or something like that, even though you could, you could absolutely do that if. Yeah, but um, this person's willing to spend two hundred. You, got, you so. got two hundred bucks. You got two hundred bucks. So let's go buy a blue a Yeti. Um, it's it's probably about a hundred bucks. You can usually get them for about a hundred bucks. That's what Glenn uses. Glenn uses a a uh, a blue. The brand is blue. The the name of the mic is Yeti. Um, and and it is a great mic. It's got a lot of cool settings. Um, there's even a setting where it, it records 360 sound, so you can set it kind of in the middle of a table and like do a roundtable discussion, and it'll get voices from every angle, um, as opposed to the one you're looking at for me, which is mostly like a head-on uh, mm-hmm. mic. Um, so so a, a Yeti would be great. You're going to want a pop filter uh, because listening to people go pop, 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 and that blow your ears up is really annoying uh you can see mike has a pop filter on his it's a it's a kind of a muff that goes over the top mine is a screen that goes in front they both do the exact same thing um so so a a pop filter is cheap 10 bucks so we're we're what we're at about 100 and we're about 110 110 bucks 110 bucks Um, right now you got 90 left you could probably buy uh, you don't actually you don't need to buy a boom or anything like that. The Yeti the Yeti comes on a nice on a nice stand. Um, so, you know, we're, we might be under 200 bucks and you've got you've got what you need. You could get like the subscription to Soundtrap, which gives you some more recording time, I think, and um and get you some other features that that might be a, a good way to spend the money. Uh, you don't need, I don't think you need to subscribe to anchor. So, so we're, we're probably 120 bucks after, after taxes, depending on where you live, $180 Canadian. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you're almost done and, in Canada. Right, right, right. You're almost done in Canada, but you've got a mic, you've got a pop filter, you've got the place to publish using anchor and you've got the place to record using Soundtrap. And uh, then all you need is a, a good idea and a charming personality like Mike Matera. So uh, I would agree with kind of your breakdown. I would say if I had that 200, I would put it pretty much entirely in your mic setup. Uh, and, and you know, choosing which one you want, that's a matter of preference. But... The other thing I guess I would want to encourage people, if you're on the fence or if you didn't really like this question, you're like, I'm never going to spend $200 on like my classroom or this kind of activity. I, you know, just break down the fact that like these things don't typically break. You know, like when you're buying them, like for yourself for your own use. Like actually, the mic I am using, I bought my second year of teaching, I think. Yeah. And it's like I'm still using it. It was a hundred dollar mic back then. So yeah, like I bought a hundred dollar mic and still using it today so i think these are like investments that are just kind of worth making and they end up having like other purposes you know 14 14 years ago when i bought this i did not think about doing in podcasts right like yeah it was for a different purpose at that time but then when these things came around i was like i want to do a podcast 
boom, you just, you have some of this stuff. So I think sometimes it's worth having those little investments in your, in yourself. Imagine the power of putting that, that Yeti in the middle of a round table in your classroom and then talking about whatever you're talking about in class and having kids around the table and having like that amazing conversation that you know you can have with your kids that you have every day, to be honest. And those conversations where you're like, I wish people could just hear what these kids are saying and what they're learning and how they're learning. Um, we know we've all had those conversations. Um, but having them recorded on this Yeti that records 360 and then, you know, putting that out there to to hear even if it's just a local podcast for your school or your parent community put it on soundcloud get make it like a private soundcloud account for god's sakes and and make it private just for the parents but you know having those conversations that that you could really not only gives the kids agency where they they believe that they're having an impact on not just what's going on in their room but what's going on outside their room but ha having them feel like they're part of the learning experience, not just being a participant um, in the sense of like listening and listening, being passive, but being an active participant in their classroom and then sharing that with everybody. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't. Um, well, it can be I love such a, a powerful tool. I love your answer. And as always, I'm loving the passion that you're like, he gets fired up about this. Like he wants to go do it. So go do it people. Uh, yeah. but we are at reflection time, Mike. So here's this part of the show where I'm going to ask you and I sort of this quote, and we're going to see if we can kind of fit it into the, like what we talked about. You ready? Ready. All right. This comes from James cash penny. And the quote is exchange ideas frequently. Oh, that's oh. nice. <laughs> I, I, I love, I, I love conversations. We talked for like a half an hour before we even started recording. I, I, I can listen to Matera talk all day and I can listen to, there's, there's other people that I, I, I say that about, um, a, a few other people. Like I, I used to say that about Don Wetrick all the time. I could, I could just listen to Don Wetrick talk about whatever the hell Don Wetrick wants to talk about whenever he wants to talk about it. Uh, because I know it would be an interesting, amazing, fascinating conversation. Um, every listen, I've, I've said it a few times now. Everyone comes from somewhere else and um, has ideas and and has background and influence and 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 passion that that you may not have, but you could absolutely learn from them. Um, and so the best way to do that is just to exchange ideas, just to share with each other what's going on in your lives. And then maybe that gives you an idea that sparks an idea for you, uh, something that you can learn, something that you can do. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the classroom. I'm not talking about necessarily education. I'm talking about anybody at any time, you know, learn from people, please stop having, you know, these unmovable positions uh, of opinion, you know, talk and learn from each other and you'll go places. I like it. So for me, I would say this, this notion kind of like echoing a lot of the same here, but uh, this idea of exchanging ideas frequently, I love the idea and maybe, maybe this is, somewhat fitting due to the fact that Hive Summit's right around the corner, but I love the idea of cross-pollination of ideas. Like, right, this this I, this notion that, like, we're in education, we should just read education books. We should just be yeah. reading blogs. We should just be, like, 
no, like the greatest things in our in our world are from the ingenuity of cross pollination. It is seeing one thing and applying it somewhere else, making some new hybrid idea. So, but we only get there if we're open to exchanging ideas and doing it frequently. It's it's like a muscle. Like we have to sort of work out our brain. Yeah, yeah, yep to be able to like even capture, even notice these ideas that are around us. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And yeah, we, you got to share, you got to be willing to be wrong too. Uh, I don't, I don't sound, I don't come across as a guy that sounds like they're willing to be wrong, but I, but I, but I absolutely am. I, I want to be convinced uh, of the opposition's opinion. Uh, I just want you to be able to, you know, actually convince me. Uh, just because you say something doesn't mean you're I'm gonna agree with it, but you know I'm willing to hear it and and listen and share those ideas and and debate them and argue them and fight about them and whatever. Uh, but but you know the the we get into a problem when we don't have the conversation at all. Well, Mike, thank you for having a conversation with us here on Well Played. It's been an honor and like just a super fun chatting with you this 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 time. Yeah, man, this has been a blast. And everyone else, thanks for tuning in to another episode, episode 120 of Wild Well Played. Boy. So thank you guys. This is a wonderful community. You know, if you can, pass this on to anybody else that you think might benefit by this. Check out MrMatera.com for other ways to connect, like my YouTube channel, blog posts, these kind of things. And as always, check out Hive Summit. Sign up at HiveSummit.org. It has been a pleasure chatting with you, Mike. And that's all we got for today. Peace out.